Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Sit comfortably with your back straight. If you sit on a chair, you can sit towards the front a little bit. Same thing with uh, the jaffu. Sit like one third of the jaffu so that your hips are lean forward. When your hips are lean forward, kind of tilt forward, your back is automatically straight. Tune into your breath. <coughs> Embrace the breath as each breath as it's arising. Embrace the noticing the um, birth of each breath. It stays for a while and then it passes away. Noticing the gap between each breath. And then the birth of the next breath staying for a while and passing away. And then the gap again. Noticing the sensation where you feel the breath, whether it be in the chest, the belly, or the nostril. For me, it's easier to feel in the nostril, so I'm going to talk about the nostril. So, at each in breath, I can feel where the sensation in the nostril. For example, the in-breath, I feel the left nostril. On the out-breath, I feel the right nostril. <coughs> For the area between the nostril and the upper lip, you choose where's the most, is the easiest for you to feel the breath. Similar to the breath, also feel the <coughs> birth, the birth of the sensation of the breath. It stays for a while, and then it passes away, and then the gap before the next sensation of the breath. Continue to embrace the breath and the sensation of each breath as it is arising and passing away in the container of your spacious consciousness. Next, I would like to invite you to, to a bell meditation, a sound meditation, to incorporate the difference between the contents of awareness versus the awareness itself. And then after practicing this bell and some noticing sensation, then it will be uh, some quiet time for you to do on your own.
similar to the breath and the sensation of the breath. The sound, each sound of the bell has a beginning, staying for a while and ending, and then a gap before the next sounds arise. Noticing that gap. Noticing that when you are resting in the gap, <coughs> the gaps, they merge together. <coughs> and when they merge together, they become the, an open spaciousness, a container. Just like the space of the room here, a container. Assuming the walls and ceilings are extending out to infinity. And then, each sound of the bell is like a content, just like the jafu, the jabutan, the chairs in this room. So there are two dimensions in our consciousness. The contents, which is the sound of the bell, and this infinite container of hearing capacity, which you can experience as the gap between each breath, the gap between each sensation, and the gap between each sound of the bell. So it's, we can use the sound of the bell as pointer to this spacious container of awareness in each one of us. In the same way as you're using the space between the chair and the jafu as a pointer to the space of the room here. Because if you extend the walls and ceilings out to infinity, you can't see the space of the room. So the way to see the space of the room is to see the space between the contents, between each object of the room. Similarly, in our meditation, it's hard to directly see this awareness because it's formless. So we we use the form, the breath, as pointer and then going back 180 degrees to realize the awareness itself. The sounds have dissolved, but the hearing capacity is still here. The noise has dissolved, but the silence is still here. We don't have to go away from the noise to realize the silence. We can find the silence in the midst of the noise. 
in the same way as we have been practicing here. Just realizing each noise, each thoughts, each sensation has a beginning and ending and the gap between each one of them. And using that as a jumping board to jump back into awareness itself, into this hearing capacity, this embracing capacity. To put this into practice in daily life, I would like to introduce uh, some mindful movements so that you can feel using the body sensation as pointer to awareness. Whenever you're ready, coming back with your back straight. Now we're just going to do some mindful movement. So you just feel just very mindful, very gentle movement. So you can feel the sensation and use the sensation as a content, as pointer to awareness itself. So that now we can apply meditation 24 hours a day, not just sitting, but in everything that we do, can we use that as a pointer to awareness? So it's gently opening your eyes, you can, but still tuning to the body sensation as we just do some gentle movement. So lift your left hand up, lift the chest up towards the ceiling. So keep your back straight. Feel into the sensation of the chest and the left rib cage as you're lifting your left hand up, and then lean to the right. You can use your right hand to hold on to the chair or to the right side. So noticing the sensation of chest and left ribcage. And then coming back to neutral. So noticing each sensation has a birth, staying for a while, and passing away. And then the other side, right hand up. Sensation of the chest, sensation of the right ribcage. Left hand to the side, holding on to the chair or the side of the, uh, on the ground, and then lean to the right, I'm sorry, lean to the left, noticing the sensation of the right ribcage. Coming back to neutral. Now I'm going to synchronize with the sound of the bell. to the right, autom and then automatically coming back. To the left, automatically back. <coughs> Similar to the sound of the bell, each sensation has a beginning, <coughs> staying for a while, and ending. 
and then realizing the gap between each sensation. <laughs> And noticing the awareness itself is there in the gap before sensation, during each sensation, and after each sensation. So if you're resting in the <laughs> gaps, in the container of awareness, then your labeling of the movement changes instead of saying, I'm twisting to the left, I'm leaning to the left. The leaning to the left is arising in me. Because now your self-identity is rested not on the doer, but, but as the watcher, the one who's in the big container watching the movement. And then slowly coming back. The movement has dissolved, but your spacious awareness is still there. The contents have dissolved, <coughs> but your spacious container of awareness is there. And it's ready to receive any other content that is arising. Next one, we're going to do a twist. We twist to the right with the back straight. We twist the body, left hand holding on to the right thigh. Right hand is just to behind the buttocks. Keep the back straight. We're just twisting. Feel into the sensation of the spinal cord. And then back to neutral. And then to the left. Left hand behind the buttocks. Right hand holding on to the left side. Twist from the chest or the belly. Keep your neck free. Coming back to neutral. Now follow with the sound of the bell. To the right. Automatically coming back. Left. Automatically coming back. So realizing you're in the big spaces container and each sensation arising and passing away as content arising and passing away in the container. And shift your self-identity from the content to the container. So if you if you rest in the container, then when the content arises, you're not the doer. That's just a doing, but you're not the doer. You're becoming the witness, the watcher. So instead of I'm twisting to the left, the twisting to the left is arising in you. With practice, Then it becomes a muscle memory. And then coming back to neutral, noticing the 
contents have dissolved, but the container is still here. With practice, it becomes muscle memory, so that when in daily life, when an anger is arising, or when an irritation arises, then instead of saying, I'm angry, now there's just anger arising in me. Instead of, I'm irritating, there's just an irritation arising in me. Or whatever difficult emotion that's arising. Continue to erase in just embracing capacity. The objects of embrace have dissolved, but just embracing capacity is still here. Now we're going to into a silent sitting, but apply the same concept, the same practice to your silent sitting. Because in silent sitting, you will have a sensation arise, you will have thoughts arise, you will have emotion arise, but if you can break them down into their sensation factor, because each Thoughts, emotion have a sensation as a component. If you can embrace that sensation component of each thought, emotion, then you can do the same way as we have been practicing. You can shift, embrace the, the sensation to realize this embracing capacity and rest there.
continue to embrace whatever is arising. Noticing the sensation component of whatever arising. For example, if there's an itch in on my nose, at the tip of my nose, then I notice I'm noticing the uh, the boundary of that itch, which is limited li limited to the tip of the nose. And from that boundary, if I step into the form, which is the itch, but if I can step out of the form from that boundary, which is the formless, which is awareness. So the boundary of the itch helped me to jump backward, to rest in this infinite container of spaces awareness that's holding the content of the itch. So realizing the boundary of the sensation helped me to rest in this spaces awareness, in this knowing capacity or embracing capacity. When you embrace in the outer form, for example, the noise of the car, people talking, <clears throat> the dog barking, also shift into the inner form, which is the body sensation. Pleasant or unpleasant? If it's, and then the reactivity to the sensation. For example, if it's unpleasant, a kind of pushing away, the reactivity of pushing it away. So noticing that and embrace those inner forms.
feel into the sensations of your leg. Sensation of your back. Your shoulders. Your hands. And on your own time, you can gently opening your eyes. So uh, I would love to hear how we can bring this practice into daily life or bring daily life difficulties into this practice <laughs> and uh, give example, you know, any difficulties, right? whether it's your experience or experience of your, the loved one that you want to help. So I would love you to do that and so that we, we can use the difficulty in daily life as pointer to our own <coughs> inner teacher within ourselves and let that inner teacher in, in ourselves become the source of our Dharma talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So love to hear from you. Yes, please. David, I, thank yes. you for coming. Short notice. Yes, thank um, you. I, I've had um, the privilege of hearing your teachings before, and yes. I appreciate it today, especially because it's always a good reminder <coughs> that it's not just time on the cushion, yes. but so that when I'm outside, and I learned this when you gave uh, an example of being on the cushion, yes. so it's arising in you, and then you're actually off the cushion. You yes, know, like yes, yes. Physically, you did that yes. demonstration. <laughs> yes. That um, if sadness is arising in me, yes. that there's a beginning to it and an ending to it. Yes. And then there's that gap between it. Yes. Which is what we live, right? So just to see that analogy almost between the breathing or the cushion or the walking meditation, whatever it is you're doing, yes. it's that arising in me versus I am. No. So thank you again for sharing that. It's a good reminder. Thank you. Were you able to feel the gap between the breath mm-hmm. and between the sensation? So that's the easy part. <coughs> How about can you feel the gap between the irritation? <laughs> it's like lifting weight. First we lift 50 pounds, and then irritation 100 pounds, and then anger 150, <laughs> depression 200. But we got to practice muscle memory, yeah? Yeah? <laughs> so how do we can find a gap in between something more difficult like irritation? Is it harder? Please. I have a question. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I was noticing something that happened to me uh, last week. I was yes. sharing with one of my buddies here. Yes. And I was in a lot of stress. Yes. And it was happening. 
Yes. And now I'm looking back, I'm thinking, oh, that was stress arising. Yes. So was that helpful? Yes. To look back and to, to notice? Yes. In fact, we're going to do an example to look back and notice. Yes. So it's a two-step uh, process. The first step is to look back at the uh, situation to create an irritation which, uh, uh, arising. And then that's the first step. Second step is using the irritation as pointer to awareness, using the content as pointer to the, this infinite container of awareness so that we can realize this awareness to embrace that content. So it's two, two steps to make it. And so that we learn how to embrace something difficult. And it, um, <clears throat> so instead of pushing away, we're embracing it. How come embracing help us instead of it's normal to just push something unpleasant away and rest in the present? How come embracing help? It's kind of exciting. Because what yes. comes forward for me is that yes. <coughs> going into whatever it is yes. shows that there is an end to it, that there's a boundary. Okay. And then once you, once I'm aware of the boundary, yes. I can say, oh, well, here's this is what this is, yes. and over here is just beyond that boundary is awareness again. Yes. So to just kind of, instead of avoiding it, to just yes. kind of go through it back to yes. awareness. Very beautiful in terms of the boundary, because now you know that it's arising in you instead of you're in it. Because once you notice the boundary, may I use yeah. Once you notice the boundary, whatever you embrace, you notice the boundary, then you realize it's in me instead of I'm in it. <laughs> Meaning, I'm already there before the boundary, before it arises. I'm there during its arising, and I'm still there after it. So that now it's, it's just a content in me, but I'm the container. So I'm shifting my self-identity from the content to the container, mm. from the irritation to the one who's watching the irritation, from the doer to the watcher. So now I can step in to become the doer if needed, to function in life, to play a role. But now I know there's a role that I can always step out. And because I know that I can step out, I don't take it as seriously. Exactly. Right. Like yes. Right. Yes. It's not, it's not just takes away the power from yes. the irritation. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, um, <clears throat> you know, you go into a theater, you have a stage mm -hmm. and the audience, mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. So now if you, uh, you, uh, you, when you have an irritation arise, let's say at a workplace, a family meeting, now the irritation is there, but now you have a role. Um, may I borrow the back? Okay, so you have, a, this is you with another co-worker and there's an irritation arise, right? So you embrace, see, uh, so these two are in on stage. If you forget with, uh, mindfulness, then you identify with the role, having uh, difficulty with uh, the other person, yeah? Uh, so then you make it, I am irritated, mm -hmm. yes? I mean irritated versus, because your focus is on that person. So you identify with the irritation. Now, if you embrace both, then you become the awareness, the third party, watching both, embracing both. And in that embracing both, then automatically you shift out from the stage to the audience.
So now you realize that that stage you can it's a role that you're playing, and and now uh, you're not as serious anymore yeah. because now you have a, the freedom to step into the stage, perform a role, step out of the stage to become the audience watching both. You can step in and step out. Mm -hmm. So. It's not like you're avoiding action, you're avoiding uh, your duty, but now the duty become a play. So no, you, you, can step, you can step in to become the doer, or you can step out to become the audience. So not even as a doer, but now the doer is more like an actor, rather as a real doer. Yeah? Uh -huh. Because, so that's the power of awareness, is can you, can you find your real identity as something bigger? And in that something bigger, you uh, the the energy of irritation is still there, but it's no longer overpowering you. So that now the irritation, the prison of irritation is still there. But before, when you're not mindful, you're the prisoner in the prison. Mm -hmm. But now you're the prison worker, you're prison employee. <laughs> because same prison, same prison. You're not changing the prison, but now you can step in and step out of the prison, the, uh, the prison of irritation. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. So what's the difference between a prisoner and prison employee? Prisoner, you got, prisoner, you got stuck in the prison. Prison employee, you got a paycheck <laughs> with the same prison. So we're not trying to get rid of the prison because the prison of irritation is part of daily life. Yeah. What we're trying to do is um, to see our true identity as something bigger than whatever arises, so that we can shift from the stage to the audience. Mm -hmm. So we can function on stage as needed in life, but realize our true self as the audience in the background, in the midst of the stage, in the midst of functioning on stage. So we don't need to get rid of the stage to realize the audience. Rather using the space as a pointer to the audience. So, and that's the practice. Yeah, so that's why we, I use the bell, so that you can hear the bell as a pointer to the hearing capacity. The reason why we don't realize the hearing capacity without the bell is because our six senses are forms. And we cannot use the form to realize the formless. The awareness is formless. So what we, the, the, the uh, example of the bell is I'm using the forms, the six senses, to realize the sound of the bell, another form, but then using that bell, the, the gap between the bell as a pointer to awareness, to the formless. So we cannot directly realize the formless, but we can use indirectly by seeing the space between the two forms. Just like we cannot directly see in the space of the room here if the walls and ceilings are extended to infinity. But I can see the space of the room by seeing the gap between uh, the cabinet and the table, the gap between the two forms. And then I can see the space of the room in the same way. Doing that. Any other questions, Sharon? So over time. Please. As I embrace this and I realize the boundaries, I think I have a situation in my life that's very serious. There's something about my son's health. And so 
It's not that easy for me. Uh, if I have an argument with someone, I yes. can, you know, kind of say, okay, yes. there's the anger in here, I'm the observer. But with, when, it, when it's something that touches you more deeply, then what is what does the process look like eventually? Is it that I'm not, um, because I, I don't find that, I mean, I'm trying to utilize that. Yes, but, yes. But over time, what happens with that? Because it's it's a lot of suffering. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, question. It's uh, related to the energy flow. How does energy flow when we practice meditation? Um, <clears throat> how does how does embracing help us to find balance in life? How does especially something more something more difficult, something that resonates in, in our body for a long time. Um, <clears throat> just like in the outer world, we cannot destroy energy. We can only allow energy to be transformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same, same thing with your, your <clears throat> statement is something difficult in, in our body, in our chest, that we can feel in our chest, in our belly. We cannot destroy them. We cannot let it go. But we can transform it. And how do we transform it? So energy cannot be destroyed. Just like in the in the physical world, same thing within the our spiritual world. For example, if I drop this stick here, the energy, the gravitational energy, cannot be destroyed. Rather, it transforms into sounds, heat. Yeah. So so it cannot be destroyed. Same thing here. How do we transform the tightness of the chest, the uh, sadness, into its neutral form? Anybody? How do we transform them? So the law of energy is energy goes wherever you place your self-identity. Just like if uh, your house is on fire, you feel very stressful. If a stranger house is on fire, do you feel the same stress? Because it's not mine. So energy goes wherever that's mine. I, me, mine. So <clears throat> if you shift, so earlier in our practice, we have an let's say let's uh, let's say we we have an irritation here. We embrace the irritation. Let's say if we don't. If there's no mindfulness, then irritation arises. I'm irritated. Then we feed in energy into this irritation because it's my irritation or it's my sadness. I'm feeding it. I make it 100% my existence. So energy automatically flows into here. But when we embrace the sadness in our chest, we see the boundary of the sadness here in the chest. And then in that embracing, then we we'll realize there's a two dimension. The object of embrace, which is the tightness in the chest, and the embracing capacity itself, which exists in the space that's holding this object, this tightness. So there's two dimensions, the object, the content, and the container holding it. So by embracing it, I can shift my self-identity from the content to the container. And in that shift, I shift the energy flow from here to here. And if energy flow to here, there's no more energy in here. 
So the sadness is still there, but the energy no longer flowing there. And if energy no longer is flowing there, like anything else in life, you don't feed it, it stays for a while and then it goes away. But if you feed it, it keeps staying there for a long time. Like driving a car, you know, you you press the gas pedal and this keep make this go fast, go stronger, stronger. But if you shift energy to here, it's like you put in neutral gear. Yeah, energy it still has momentum. The sadness still momentum is still go, but momentum eventually dying dying down, dying down, and then it stops on its own because you no longer feed energy into it. Once you put in neutral gear, you're not feeding energy into it. Same thing here. So the thing is how to shift your self-identity from the object of embrace to this embracing capacity. And in that shift, energy automatically shifts. If it's energy shift, sadness eventually dissolves. You can still see a residue of sadness here, but it's no longer overpowering you like before. Yeah? Does that answer your question? And now we can taste it too. Would you like to taste it? Yes, let's do it. Let's find a difficult emotion. Um, in case, before we do that, um, so it's a shift in energy flow from the sadness to just embracing capacity, which is formless. But sometimes it's hard to shift from the the uh, sadness to just formless because formless is hard to it's so intangible it's hard to rest in there. so I want to introduce the second method which is so if in case if you're not comfortable in resting in the formless <coughs> then you can rest in the neutral form yeah uh, so there are three types of sensation what are they Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. What is our normal reactivity to the pleasant? Mm. Grasping. Yes. <laughs> unpleasant? Pushing away. Neutral? We don't even pay attention. <laughs> we tune out. <laughs> See, this, this is your own Dharma talk. <laughs> you have your own, uh, which you already have your own inner light in, in every one of you. Uh, so, in um, the next example, we're going to reawaken the neutral sensation and we can shift and rest in the neutral sensation and that becomes our resting place. So, instead of, uh, first method is to shift from the um, choice sensation, the sadness, to the formless. Now, we're going to shift from the choice sensation to the neutral sensation, like just like the Jafu and Japuton outside around here. Yeah, so we're going to shift. And in that shift, just like if I shift from the this sensation, the sadness, now I'm going to shift, instead of I'm sad, now I'm going to shift to a neutral sensation, like the sound of the bell here. Now the sadness is arising in me. Or shift to another neutral sensation. Now the sadness is arising in me. So I'm going to shift from the, the charge to the neutral sensation. Yeah. Because where energy goes wherever I place my self-identity. So now instead of placing self-identity here, now I'm going to place my self-identity in this jafu here and watching that. And by shifting my self-identity, now energy automatically shifts to here. Because that's how energy flows. 
So now the sadness is still there, but now it's becoming a, just a content arising in me. But if I don't shift, then now the sadness is not the content, it becomes a container. <clears throat> yeah. If I don't shift, now it just becomes my prison. But if I shift, the prison is still there, but it's just, I'm outside the prison. Yeah, I can always step in and step out of the prison. Once I learn, once I know that I can step back out here. So the thing is, how to, in the midst of the, 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 the prison here, can I find something that's bigger than that prison and come out? And use, because our habitual tendency is to tune out the, the neutral, then I forget that it exists. Now we're just going to reawaken it so that in the midst of the joy sensation, can we come out and rest in the neutral? So that, because neutral is more tangible than the formless. So now I want to introduce the second method, which is the neutral, to rest in it. Please. Before we have this practice, can you speak to the distinction between stepping out to neutral versus denial? Mm-hmm. Yes. In denial, uh, which can lead to uh, <coughs> uh, suppression or dissociation, that's very beautiful in, in that you're bringing it out because it can, uh, you know, it's easy to mistake in between the two. In denial, this is uh, a, so this is a <laughs> uh, unpleasant sensation, this, the sad, sadness, yes? So I'm, I'm going to stick to shopping, which is a pleasant sensation, yeah? <laughs> so I'm denial. If I, if I forget, so if I'm, so our natural tendency is to cling on to the pleasant, shopping, I'm just giving an example. Yeah, yeah. I'm not referring to you. <laughs> I love shopping too. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm clinging on to something pleasant. I forget the unpleasant. In for, so I'm still staying in a horizontal dimension here and here. Uh, so I'm clinging on to this. I'm avoiding this. But in avoiding it, I'm still saying it's my unpleasant sensation. I'm inadvertently feeding energy into this. It's like I'm pressing the gas pedal and the brake at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm pressing the uh, <coughs> I'm pressing the brake by uh, staying just to not focusing on that. Mm-hmm. But inadvertently, I'm still pressing the gas pedal because it's still my unpleasant sensation. The reason why it's still my because I'm still trying to run away from it. Got it. So there's identification. Right. Right. If I'm because I'm not acknowledging it. As long as I'm not acknowledging something, I'm still saying it's mine. That's just um, the nature of how our mind works. Because only if it's mine, then I'm running away. Here, when I step into this dimension, then I acknowledge it. And in that acknowledge, and in realizing that I'm bigger than it, then it's no longer. It's still... I still acknowledge it's still my, but it's so small. So just become 10% and just become 90%. So now it's my, but it's my only the 10%. I can rest in the 90%. So there's avoiding, uh, so um, denial is avoiding and stepping into neutral is a conscious choice. Yes. Okay. And in that conscious choice, you accept 
the sadness there. Yeah. But you realize that it's only 10% of your consciousness. And you realize that you exist in the 90% that is bigger than the, that's outside of the sadness. And in that conscious choice, you can rest in the 90%. And in that rest in the 90%, energy shift to the 90%. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's do it. We have about 15, 17. Let's choose a difficult emotion. Anybody. It's not just, it's, you know, your loved one or anybody. Anybody? Anger, depression, sadness, irritation, pain, stress. Choose one. Yes, uh, for me, there's just a uh, sort of a uh, ball of of uh, attention right here sometimes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, sometimes I can disconnect from it and stop labeling it, but it still remains. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of there. And uh, is it uh, due to fear? Due to uh... probably fear, I guess. Okay, let's choose fear. Beautiful. Let's see. Let's find a comfortable sitting position. Focusing on the breath and the sensation of the breath. Now, going back within the last few days, few weeks, few months, or even few years ago, Remember there was an incident there where there was <clears throat> something that caused you to be stressful or fearful, unease in you? Remember of that, that circumstance, either the person, what he or she said, his or her action, or The circumstance that caused stress, fear to arise in you. Go into that circumstance, just remember as if it's happening right now. Remembering that person said or did particular action that caused the stress, the fear, or that particular circumstance. Go deep into it. Just recreate it so that the recreated thoughts create a body sensation in you, a reactivity of the sensation in you. Or sometimes fear just come on its own. So just embrace it <clears throat> without any 
now the circumstance. But now feel into the body where the fear, the stress, the uneasiness arise. If you can feel it, just say out just one word. Where do you feel it in the body? The chest. Where else? The jaw, the stomach, shoulders, neck. How do you feel in the chest or the neck? Just an example. Tightness. Okay. So I'm going just to go, going to use an example of the tightness on the neck or the uh, chest, the pressure in the chest, uh, as an example of the the fear. So now shift your attention from the person, the circumstance to just the body sensation only. The body sensation is the component of that fear. So now we only, we only focus on the, comp, the body component, which is the, the sensation, which is the tightness of the chest. So let's impression it. Notice the boundary of that tightness in the chest. And notice the embracing capacity exists outside of that boundary. Whereas the tightness of the chest become a content arising in this embracing capacity. That's method one, which is resting in the formless embracing capacity. Continue to hold this embracing capacity, holding the, the tightness while resting as the one who's holding. Imagine that tightness in the chest as your inner child. Continue to embrace that inner child in you. Continue to embrace him or her. And as you're embracing the child, you realize you're more than the child. The child, earlier the child was happy, now the child is in fearful. But the embracing capacity is the same when the child's happy and now when the child's fearful. So then just embracing capacity is like the father or the mom in the background who's holding the child. Now you can shift from the child to this father or mother in the background. Embracing the child helps you to realize this second dimension is the father 
the dad and the mom in the background. Resting just parental figure. The tightness in the chest is like it's the optical embrace that's arising on stage. And as you're embracing it, you realize that you're actually in the audience embracing it. So continue to embrace whatever is arising. So the first method is to rest in the father or mother figure as the formless embracing capacity. Now we're going to shift to the second form, second method, which is to rest in the neutral form. Uh, something that you can, is more tangible, you can rest in easier. If resting in the formless is harder for you. So continue to hold the tightness of the chest on stage. Now we're going to utilize the neutral sensation as the audience and rest in the, the neutral sensation in the audience while still embracing the tightness of the chest on stage. So we can gently lift in our left hands towards the ceiling raise <clears throat> just like earlier lifting the chest towards the ceiling feeling to the sensation of the left ribcage gently moving towards the right leaning towards the right keep your back straight still lifting the chest towards the ceiling feeling to the sensation of the left ribcage slowly coming down to neutral coming back to neutral and then right hand towards the ceiling, lifting the chest up, lean towards the left, feel into the sensation of the right ribcage, back to neutral. Now we're going to synchronize with the breath, in breath to the right, feel into the sensation of the left ribcage, out, neutral. Into the left, sensation of the right ribcage. Out, neutral. Into the right, sensation of the left ribcage. Neutral. 
to the left, into the left, right ribcage, neutral, continue on your own, synchronize each movement with the breath, feel into the sensation of each movement, so it alternates between the sensation of the left ribcage to right ribcage, sensation of the arms, the shoulders, so these are the neutral sensation. Rest in them as the sensation, as the, as the audience. Rest in this neutral sensation as the audience. Make that your self-identity while embracing the inner child on stage, which is the tightness of the chest. Continue on your own. Can you feel the two different dimensions? The tightness in the chest as on stage versus the neutral sensation of the ribcage, arms, shoulders in the audience. <coughs> Shift your self-identity <laughs> from the stage to the audience. become the parental figure in the audience while embracing the inner child on stage. Coming back to neutral. Continue to rest in the audience as a neutral sensation. And then next one is the twist. Twist to the right. Your right hand's behind the buttocks. Keep your back straight. Twist from the chest or the belly. Keep your neck free. Neutral to the left. Neutral, synchronize with the breath, in to the right, out neutral, in to the left, out neutral, gently, as gently as you can. Continue on your own, synchronize each movement with the breath. So rest in the neutral sensation, your spinal cord, ribcage, as the audience, while embracing the inner child the tightness in the chest on stage. You're the parent in the audience. back to neutral with the difference in sensation. If you can find something to hold in your hand, some, something your keys, your sunglasses, whatever you can, nothing, doesn't matter, you can hold. 
So now just be, whatever you're holding represents the tightness of your chest. That's your inner child. Continue to embrace this inner child. While you rest, that's so that whatever you're holding becomes the inner child, the tightness in the chest, that's the on stage. And then the rest of your body from feet to head, the sensation from feet to head, become the neutral sensation in the audience. So can you realize the two different dimensions? The one you're holding in your hands, which is the on stage versus the neutral body sensation from feet to head, which is in the audience. So it's like you're doing a body scan from feet to head right now. Rest in this body scan of the whole body. As a neutral sensation on in the audience while embracing whatever you're holding on stage. Continue to embrace this inner child. for your practice. Thank you for sharing the space, the time, and having me here with you. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.